welcome back to the table and i'm looking for the man that burned my ranch and murdered my brother it was you it was you you know and it's never good to just bring the open that up i've learned from the (laughs) bank teller because if you just ask people that right away they're gonna be a little jarred by that line of questioning after all this is a bank (laughs) (laughs) and to my right We're going to have Poops McGee. Hi. Jonathan Joestar. Huh. Okay. <laughs> and Rio Brando. Brother. And Vanilla Liquid. Why? You're still Vanilla Liquid. <laughs> why? Why Vanilla? I like it. Don't I question, mean, I like don't it. question I'm it. Just, it's, it's just interesting. Look, everyone needs a permanent staple. James has Poops McGee. And then you're going to be Vanilla Liquid. I'll take it. It's It's... Yeah. Wait, super side note. At work today, I was looking at the ice cream and the company I work for has their own brand of ice cream, one of which is peanut butter and jelly flavored. Oh. No, that's, that's fucking gross. Don't sounds ooh, me. delicious. That's, I kind of want to try yeah. that. <laughs> that doesn't oh, sound disgusting. That sounds so like, much. Sounds tolerable. You just put it in a sandwich and then you can have an ice cream sandwich. Am I Ooh. right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not how that works. <laughs> so Kroger has a peanut butter and jelly brand and I think it looks disgusting. Like Why ice, not? Like it's ice cream. Why? Yeah. It's peanut butter and jelly and that's gross. What's yeah. That? So Do you guys remember like back in some school toast. when you got like those cold vanilla or not vanilla. It was like graham crackers. Like, cold peanut butter yeah. and jelly. Yeah. It was like a bar. It's, and, it it was, paired perfectly with, with chocolate milk. Exactly. Dude, it was fair, delicious. Pair yeah. perfectly with and it was milk? always frozen. Pizza? So we're just basically going to the You're same wrong. thing. But just without the cracker, but, right? But if you think about this, it like I I don't but know how it it's no made. dairy in it. I don't know how it's made, but think about this, all right? It's peanut butter flavored ice cream with swirls of strawberry drink uh jelly. I actually think that's how it is made. Okay. No joke. From looking at the picture, it looks like it's peanut butter ice cream with jelly quote-unquote swirls in it I'm see str- that sounds good yeah but with no. the kroger <laughs> kind it is swirls of peanut butter and swells of grape jelly swells swirls swells. i think this one is uh strawberry but what yeah, if that what sounds if it was fine like, but what if it was like neapolitan where half of it was <laughs> <laughs> it was peanut butter and half of it was jelly <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> that would be an the abomination the best worst idea i've <laughs> ever seen okay but can you put it on toast oh, a third of it is oh God. <laughs> what did i start a third of it is grape flavored ice cream then a third of it is peanut butter flavored ice cream then a third of it is bread flavored ice cream <laughs> bread flavored ice cream is my bread new band name it just tastes like wheat germ <laughs> ew dude Bread flavored ice cream would be a duck's favorite ice cream. Yeah. And with that being said, you can't tell this is a roundtable episode today. Uh, You should probably tell because you clicked on it and it's probably titled (laughs) Roundtable. It's probably labeled as such. (laughs) Why is this episode so different? So, you know, if you you haven't found out by clicking on it, you know, that's on you. (laughs) Well, they could have clicked on an episode before and just listened all the way through. And it plays automatically because yeah. you're so fancy and you have data plans instead of just always living off from Wi-Fi. But wait, isn't Spotify... Spotify has it set up weird to where you start at the latest episode. No, you can reverse the order yeah. in your... Guys, I just do Spotify wrong. Uh, yes, there's a little button. <laughs> and if you click it, it says sort by or whatever. And you put 
oldest first, and then when you click on it, it'll play from the oldest to the newest. PSA for everyone out there who uses Spotify. I tried using it a couple weeks ago and then quit, and I said, well, I guess when I'm in the shower, I will just have to listen through to 10-minute ads on YouTube because YouTube, like, knows I'm in the shower. They, <laughs> there was one day where they played... It was a two-minute song I was listening to. Then they played a 10-minute ad for Visiting Las Vegas. <laughs> then played another two-minute song. Then played this same 10-minute ad for Las Vegas. <laughs> Not even a shortened one. Just this same freaking ad. That reminds me of the summer of 2017 where I didn't have YouTube Red. And they only played back-to-back the same goddamn share a coke commercial <laughs> of this dickweed named alex who was just trying to find a, a a drink with his name on it and that was the whole commercial i that and there was no skip button because it was under 30 seconds so they removed the skip oh. ad button so i had to sit through Isn't it that the worst it's not like you're about to cry 27 seconds long and you're like are you fucking kidding me but see the thing is it doesn't matter if it's Four sec if it's a five second ad or a thirty or a two minute ad, basically they'll pay Google to make it unskippable. So that way you have to sit there and watch the ad. People wonder why I don't support websites and use ad block. I know I'm a garbage human being, but this, I can't deal with it. Shit this is I this is like um Sword Art Online abridged. Oh yeah. yeah. Where uh, he's like he's like, ah, oh, I wonder what they changed from the beta and it's just the ads everywhere. Love it. <laughs> Anyways, um, roundtable, guys, now that we're like six minutes into this, a lot has happened in the past uh, few episodes here. Um, usually I like to do a recap, but you know what? Poops McGee has been doing real good with the recaps lately. So you want to just fill in real quick everything we may or may not be talking about today? So this is when my blood starts to boil and it really gets into me becoming a Riker you getting Uchi. Hell. Uh, you get a meeting with your demon, and then Homeboy over here gets... I mean, we all got promoted, but it seems like Suzette got the most promoted. Yeah. <laughs> he got like a star, like with, a little asterisk next to his right. promotion letter. And that's what happened. We broke some people out of jail. I didn't know we were doing a roundtable today, so I didn't write anything. But if you've listened to the episodes, we're listening... To back to the past four those are what we're reviewing mostly because the biggest development obviously if you've listened to the last episode is that lord noctis is finally back Ooh, i do think Womp that bomb. riker of fest had something to do with that oh i w asked Corey. i think this is also maybe why where we are doing a round table instead of a regular play I don't know anything about primordials, and it, <laughs> he did not send me a list of them until a few hours ago. <laughs> and then I, he said, oh, and then there's also like Fest and Drachmus. And I was like, well, what's Drachmus's deal? And he's like, oh, it's uh, uh So Drachmus was a uh, primordial of mimicry and deception. Yeah, obviously he's pulling one over on us, and we have to kill him right away. Why do we need, do we need two Rikers? So, I mean. How many Rikers does it take to put in a light bulb? 12 and it hasn't really been lord noctis hasn't really explained that but to put it in perspective the moment he killed the riker of fest he immediately made victor step up yeah right? that's why that's why i asked yeah we can make lust a riker guys 
that is is that a an idea? idea. <laughs> Lust is coming, guys. That's all I am saying. That flower is getting sniffed, and ooh, baby. That sounds dirtier than the actual connotation of what that means. <laughs> yeah, remember that time I said, does it smell like used panties? And you said, well, uh, and I said, no, please do not tell Victor it does, because he will be snozzle deep in that. Snozzle, snozzle deep. deep is my new I have a quick band question. name. Oh, wait, snozzle deep in that pollen, because it kind of sounds like puss. Allergy goddess. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Um <laughs> So everybody, how does everybody feel, including Corey? Like, how does everybody feel about everything that's happened so far? Oh, I thought you meant like physically. Not great. <laughs> I mean, I've had better days. I'm a little sad right now. <laughs> no, um, if I may say something first on how we're feeling about it real quick. Uh, this is the part that I've been waiting for since we've started this whole this whole campaign about like, what, a year ago or so? Almost, yeah. 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 And uh, we're finally getting to the part where the order can actually just start acting on their ideals like it like clearly in the state of they're about to essentially attack gothica and its occupancy right now so i can't wait for this to get a little bit further in because now all the crazy primordial shit's about to happen speaking of a list of primordials which i do think would be a good topic to have you guys discuss even though it's a little meta it would be a good topic to have you guys discuss over the uh, list of primordials of who's on the chopping block right now to sacrifice to the void yeah i can bring that up and can i get just a quick overview because when you kind of brought this onto us of hey we're killing this primordial how far into the campaign would you say we are are we almost done so i hope not it's not necessarily that we're almost done it's that we're hitting not necessarily one of but probably the second most important plot point okay as for the length of how long this campaign is still going to run we're still looking at quite a lot in the story to cover but it's all kind of decided also on how you guys play okay um i think we can get it done real quick if we get lust we get Sino, we get opioid they're the trinity of flesh and then who baby which by the way i really like that name that you've coined the trinity of flesh real good i'm enjoying that i i'm inducting that into my lore here um i mean it's they're not <laughs> i'm taking they, that that would be like me starting to call Rudy, Jose, and Joe, the Trinity of Doritos. And it's like, well, <laughs> called it. And then it's like, well, I don't know if any of them like Doritos. They don't know that I'm calling them Doritos. And on top of that, they don't know that I've lumped them into this group. But also, let's say cool they are not friends life. with each other. That would further be a better metaphor for what is going on with Victor's weird thinking. Him and his infatuation with this Quasa he just met. And speaking of, speaking <laughs> oh, of. Jesus Christ. I have a quick oh, no. question. You said that we have been promoted and everyone answers to us. Do people answer oh, to Q? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> Q's your familiar. It'd be like... Actually, it'd be almost exactly like that time when Caligula inducted a horse into the Senate and then expecting the populace to listen to the horse. People would technically have to, but hey. like, what could that possibly delegate into action? But the difference here is Q can speak and a <laughs> horse cannot. As far you as know you that. know, Caligula had a lot 
of thought-provoking conversations with that horse. <laughs> it was his number one counsel. And exactly. Cue is that to me. But even just like the first day one recruits couldn't, if Q's like, hey, you we actually need you in, in the mess hall, they could be like, fuck you, Koiset. So here's the thing. Technically, you guys are second only to Pelagius, right? With that being said, technically, if Victor, for some reason, wanted to, delegated some of his power to Q and thus had Q make people conduct orders on your behalf, then yes, they would technically have to listen to the little <gasps> Quay set. Oh my God, I just got a perfect idea. I Because I'm so entwined with lust, I can't be a champion of lust, but that doesn't mean Q can't. No, Q cannot. We don't Q's, know that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to... You know, never mind. If you are a... so on your high horse about no. like, oh, this and that. I know how the demon fiends <laughs> act. You don't, man. They're, they are their own people. I'm just, I'm just saying. If there's a will, think, there's a way. I just think that Lust is not going to want a Koisit to be their champion. Maybe she could enchant the Koisit and be like, ah, you yes. are this... New thing. Oh my that God! Has arisen. He, he's like the Grinch. My Koisit grew three times that day. <laughs> no, three times bigger. The Koisit just transforms into a Balor. So, so here's here's the thing with with this whole line of questioning. I don't know how serious it is, <laughs> but if we were to try to get a Koisit to be Lust's champion, the third arch evil of. Or the third prime evil. Not I'm sorry. the champion, a champion. Also, heads up, Caligula was murdered by his own people. So, <laughs> just I'm saying that's the parallels here. <laughs> no, because a friggin' horse can't talk unless you put some peanut butter ice cream under its lips. Saying if Caligula <laughs> didn't induct that horse, then he would have been gravy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hell no. They still would have. They still would have killed us. Wouldn't it just yeah. be a better idea to have Q shout his demands, and then if nobody follows them, you kill them for not following his orders? Yeah, no. let's kill the people that we need in our ranks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Establish Q's dominance. If Q comes to power. I think it's he's going to be a lot like Cyanide and Happiness's Jimmy Williams when he ran for president. And <laughs> what? It's Dude. really going to it's going to come to light that it wasn't necessarily a great idea, even <laughs> though the meme was hilarious, because he's going to start passing out orders and rules that are not going to make a lot of sense. Ergo, for example, Jimmy Williams' new law that the color blue is now illegal. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not saying Koiset wants to come to power. He's not trying to be a ruler. I'm not trying to be a ruler. I just want him to <laughs> to be like, hey, guys, you need to, you need to clean up after yourself. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> they I'm would have to listen. Heads up, so that might smite the shit out of your Koiset at some point. He has plot armor, so... No, he just does. <laughs> he does not. So good thing that I have plot armor piercing sword. Because guess what? Snip, snip. It's out of the episode. No one knows it happened. <laughs> Next episode, you're, I'm like, yeah, Koiset's running around. And you're like, well, wait, but we killed Koiset. And I'll say, oh, no, I edited that out. And then no one will hear that conversation because that will be edited out. <laughs> Beautiful. You- or a madman. What have we created? <laughs> you, I, it's not like I'm trying to rule the world with Koiset. Are I you just, though? 
I just want him to be my good little friend and also be cool. Well, never mind. <laughs> I'm trying it's not I'm trying to think of a duo that would be like them. Uh Deadpool and Cable, something like that where they're they're not like goddamn Batman and Robin levels, but but they're, wouldn't they're your there. situation with him be more like Batman and Robin because Cable and Deadpool are equals that have the same roughly power and autonomy, whereas Batman and Robin, one of them is the leader and the other is the sidekick. Q, for all intents and purposes, is your sidekick. Uh, no, it's identical to Deadpool and Cable. Then <laughs> I think you're delusional. <laughs> Q is valued as an equal member in, in strength and party involvement to Victor. And that's just something that I, as the DM, am going to have to correct at some point. <laughs> just, we would oh, not... No. It, that guy would have screamed if Koiset hadn't reached in you and grabbed his little things. Slit his throat. He still could have been like... <laughs> and no one would have heard him. Oh. <laughs> some keen ears on those guards I saw. Can we please move on? Those guards? <laughs> yeah, we can, we can move on. They're a whole so, unit. Just let it be. So, Rudy, how do you feel <laughs> about what's going on now that we've done 20 minutes on ours? Oh, I, I, in terms of what? Like, how do I... About, about <laughs> overall <laughs> story progression. About the day. Uh, oh, the day's going on. Or right. the weather. Uh, in terms of story progression, I'm, I'm intrigued, and it's kind of just cool to be getting back into this i feel like we haven't properly been doing this for a hot minute i feel like there were just a few like we took a long hiatus for a bit didn't we no you did. You were just you gone did. no i know but there were some days that we missed or like some days that oh just, yeah like, yeah <laughs> so it kind of just feels good to be going back into this and just the way everything's been flowing it feels like wow this is this is tip top uh, hod, hodgepodge uh, that's not a, the meaning of that the word. tip top hodgepodge is going to be a new tavern somewhere <laughs> point being that it's just uh it's feeling good it's feeling all right and i'm excited to see what happens next okay cool so that i'm sorry joe what's up uh how are you feeling so far about this uh pretty good yeah i like it um i'm a fan of where we're at and what's happened so far i'm incredibly excited for the next leg of this journey i guess i and Suzette have a lot of interesting ideas on what to do next Okay. And finally, Jose, since you asked the first question first, how are, you, how are you feeling? I'm fucking stoked. Stoked? Yeah, this is playing out in a way I could not have ima- imagined, and I fucking love it. So it's interesting that you brought this up, because if you call back to a few roundtables beforehand, can't remember exactly who it was, but someone brought up the fact that the Rikers might have been somehow in some way working against... Noctis. I think we all said it. Yeah. yeah, I think that was uh, unanimous. So it was. So there's confirmation then that something was going on, at least with the Riker of Fest in this whole situation. This is why I think Jarakmus is also not on our side. He was so willing to offer up Fest as like, oh, he's the bad one. I think he double-crossed Fest, so he is, hey, we're not looking at him anymore. And now he can kind of flow underneath the radar while we're like, oh, we need to figure out what's going on. I just think he's a coward. I think it's like he'll manipulate things to how he wants it, right? Or them. And once they're... This is a random question. Was Drachmus the one that was inhabiting our old... Yeah. Yes, Drachmus is the one that's inhabiting Vera. So technically it is still a male person just inhabiting a female's body. No, I was just... I couldn't remember which one was which. 
you are using Drachmas as uh, talking about the primordial. You've been talking about them in the past tense. Why is that? Have I? Yeah. If I was, I I apologize. Yeah, Drachmas <laughs> was the primordial of Mini Cry and Deception. Oh, so uh, that might honestly just be an autocorrect. Oh, okay, awesome. Because yeah. I was going to say, well, then obviously this Riker's trying to get Drachmas back. Um, I personally think that like they were they all they have their own agenda, correct? And now that because when you came back as a Riker of Fest, the Riker of Fest was furious not only because there's somebody that can match his power, but Fest just threw a, a wrench in their um in their plan, right? Because like from the beginning things were off. There was no auras around the the cell. The Forge Master was basically a shell. They oh, yeah. kept they kept uh Soth in that room of uh of radiant light, which he should never be in. Because Pelagius even said that. Pelagius was kind of like confused of what was going on because he didn't he did last time he thought he talked to us was right before we fought that archangel. Archangel. And uh like I just think that like you I think the Riker of Jerachmus could still be in on it, but I think he's just a coward and is too afraid to do anything on his own right now. Yeah. I said we killed Jerachmus because I don't want to be deceived. Who wants that? That's just mean. Just think of all the perception rolls we wouldn't have to do. Ignorance is bliss. So, James, if you want to pull up that list that I sent you. Also, super sorry again that I sent some of your guys' details out a little late. Was dealing with family stuff. We had an early Thanksgiving in Michigan. Hey, um, no worries, man. But yeah, uh, go ahead, James. Thanksgiving. Yeah, also do what I do. Just don't go. <laughs> That's uh, fair. Other, I, sorry if I'm mispronouncing these wrong. Bana. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let yeah, me wait, let me just look this over list with up. you. <laughs> you. Yeah, you I, you read that. I wanted you to, you know, maybe just you, you have a hand in it, you know. Uh, so Bina, which is. Primordial of elder, uh, elder Knowledge. It's also the nickname I have for Nicole, but it's B-Nut. We have Malkuth, which is the primeval of man. Oh. We have Off, which is the primordial rage. See, we can do without that. Then people are on their horse and buggies carefree. <laughs> we have Rahab, which is the primordial of the depths. What does that mean? So the primordial of the depths is the deepest pits of existence. And essentially what that means is the deepest wells of what makes something itself essentially spawns out of the nothingness that is, uh, excuse me, of Rahab. Well, we got to keep him. I would also like to say I, I messaged Corey. I don't know if I said this on the podcast. Oh, no, I couldn't have. I messaged Corey saying, hey, is there a primordial of like wine or something? Because, you know, the Knights of Osseus are very straight edge. So we could do without that. Which Nerd. I do need to... No, there's there's not a that's a primordials have such more uh, way more to worry about than why I thought it, this was, you know, uh, oh, but there can be a primordial of uh, anti-reality. What the fuck even is that? <laughs> that's Speaking the inverse of, of existence. <laughs> so where everything that uh, everything that does exist has an absolute opposite to it. We can do without that. That's just <laughs> spiritual bullshit. We have. <laughs> <laughs> We have Sufflatus, which is the prime aftermath. Oh, meaning? <laughs> the, the best MC ever. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> so, so the prime aftermath, that is everything that comes after. Okay. It Whether it be like... destruction, creation, everything that comes after is caused by the prime aftermath. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we every, need that. Every call. <laughs> Do we, though? So everything that happens has to have an outcome. Everything that has to have a reaction. That's uh, that's that boy, okay. Mr. Safletis. So he's like the domino guy. Kind of, yeah. Oh, man. I love dominoes. I was about to say, give me a dominoes, God. Please, guys. Uh, dominoes, if you're listening, give me a friggin' snack. Or you know, like sponsor us, you know, it's whatever. Domino's isn't gonna sponsor us. Come on, Domino's. <laughs> yeah, they're Domino's. This yes. is dice. No, no, Guys, no. I'll sell out so they quickly. Will. <laughs> and then they'll make a uh, 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 twenty-sided pizza. Oh, <laughs> a twenty. And then the pepperonis will be the number. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting way off track. <laughs> you guys have no idea how low of a bar it is for me to sell out. Oh, same. Immediately, <laughs> we need to get paid. A dodecahedron pizza. That'd They're like, I swear, if you guys give me like a year of free five layer burritos, I'll sponsor the shit out of Taco Bell. I mean, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> you get Taco Bell tattooed on your face. <laughs> Live Moss. <laughs> I want Live Moss on my knuckles. What was, the, what was their old one with the bell? It was like, it's not Fear the Bell, but it was something like the bell. Yeah. Ring the bell. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so we have Sotherial, which is the one we were just talking about. The falsity. Uh, the primordial of falsity and anti-reality. We have Coca Beale, which is uh, the mother of the stars and birth giver of the zodiac primordials. And mm-hmm. zodiac primordials are all very self-explanatory. Cancer, Leo, Gemini, all of those are their own zodiacs that have to deal with the manifestations of essentially fight and flight as well as personal realities and personalities well you know victor ain't killing gemini because victor loves twins <laughs> yikes <laughs> we have bear seal uh the prime atmospheric entity uh another let's grand- kill him just get rid no <laughs> you can just do that if you emit enough co2 emissions i wonder what i wonder what that's like uh, i don't know man who knows it's not real um <laughs> we have ava which is purity prime just essentially absence of temptation, taint, and outwards influences is what I'm essentially trying to think of. So basically, uh, blank slate of entities uh, all come from Ava. Oh man, Ava's what's making me not lose my virginity. Fuck. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam Shield, blocker of suns, which is the person that is thought to be the or the primordial that is thought to be the one that condenses and causes stars to evaporate disappear explode what have you or and is also thought to be the prime reason that there even are eclipses at all he seems like someone we can do without writing that down we have lalile the day giver uh the reason that day exists yes that pretty self-explanatory that one no, because that will fuck up crops. Who needs them? <laughs> we have Zach Riel, keeper of memories. Thought to have anyone who's ever had a thought or anything ever. All is thanks to and goes to Zach Riel. Uh, we have Estebus, lord of divination. Thought all divination magic from the Arcanum is produced by him. Oh, yeah, that dude's on the chopping block. As well as that... Uh, he knows everything that comes after. Therefore, he is thought to be after, often intertwined with Suflitis, the prime aftermath. We have Cinder, Resident of Flame. He's he's fine. Does everyone, everyone know Cinder now? Sounds like a loser. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Rail, the Chains of Death. 
um, which is what happens after you die. The uh, after realities, um, their creation are all tethered down by him. Oh, man, I just want to be in a hole when I'm dead. He's on the chopping block. <laughs> we have Yainsoth the Infinite. Yainsoth is thought to essentially be the primordial realm. Oh, I was thinking he was Eminem's first CD. What? what? It's, it's called Infinite, guys. <laughs> uh, Mom Spaghetti. We have Yasad, the reflection of life. Everything that uh, exists and requires um, certain things to be existence said, uh, stems from Yasad. We have Tiferet, perception of beauty. Essentially, everything that is supposed to evoke emotion from mere sight comes from Tiferet. I think that I could do without, even without this person, I know I'd still look at the Koisid and say, you're so handsome. <laughs> I lied to you guys. I'm sorry. Lelial is not the, not the day giver. That's Solaris. Um, Lelial is the inverse of Solaris. So night. Yes. So is that it? There's also Jurachmus and Fest and Roth, Roth, but two of those are fine. One of them is not. So I have an idea. I say to keep the suspense going, we don't talk about it on the podcast of oh, yeah. about who we want to we'll discuss this out out of the podcast okay. to keep everybody guessing once they hear this and then they hear the next episode and we make our decision, their minds are gonna be blown or they're gonna be they're gonna expect what happens. Either or. Fair enough. We'll 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 keep it on we'll at least let them know what primordials are on there. But yeah, those are the primordials that are on the chopping block right now. That's the list of who's going to be fed to the void by Victor and the Riker of Jerachmus. Now, when that happens, you guys understand the implications already of killing a primordial. Everything that that primordial has ever had a hand in with existence was is going to begin to disintegrate. We're talking a full-on Thanos snap. Like past, is present, and future? Yes. Oh. Past, present, and future. So wait, quick question. Say that we do decide that we're going to feed the primordial of the sun or of light and things of that sort. So just our entire existence will have just been like, ah, there's never been light. Yep. Okay. Well, oh. just like the word will be unknown to us it, even. It's essentially erasing that from existence. So it never happened. So the oh. world will have to adapt to that. Mm. Oh, then this is... This opens all of them to me. It's whichever reality I think is going to end up being the coolest. Which, mind <laughs> you, that doesn't mean that that reality will be able to exist. Oh, okay. So then, yes, still the sun. I was like thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, just uh, life instead of being hit by the correct beam inside of a puddle on Earth sprung to be. You could say, like, no, James, the campaign's over. <laughs> yeah, so we have to still very serious thought because this decision could become a premature uh, end if we're not careful. What if we end up ruining the world, but everything's the same except it's Howard the Duck planet? Holy shit, we all came from ducks. Well, that's quackers. Yeah. What if you do something and everything is exactly the same? <laughs> too much duck to <laughs> Wait, uh, you said what if we do something, but everything just ends up being the same? Yep. Man, will it have mattered then? Yes, essentially it will, because either way, we're still gaining that... Well, Noctis is still gaining gaining that power, and essentially him gaining the power of feeding somebody to the void is going to help us give us the upper hand and taking over Gothica. Let's talk about that real quick, because... That sentence in itself has a lot of weight to it. Absolutely. A mortal does, is does feeding it. a primordial to another primordial in order to gain some sort of power. Well, okay, so the way I see it is like it's not 
Noctis directly gaining the power. I think it's more of, I'm doing this favor for you to gain more influence and gain much more power. Now give me, let me be a, a totem or a avatar for you to ensure that everything you want to happen on this plane, I can make sure it happens. I had an interesting question from someone and I don't know if I want to bring it up because I don't know if you guys have thought about it yet. So I'm going to see if I can try to worm the answer out of you before the end of this recording. Um, but Corning. note this real quick, because I do want everyone's opinions on this. So we're learning more and more about the occult, right? Learning more and more about what they're, what they're doing. We're learning essentially how much power they're hold and the rules that they tend to follow in themselves and the world and with each other. Right? So we have Nathaniel Calden. We're going to attack Gothica soon. And we're going to obtain Gothica and hold it with Nathaniel Calden as the head, as the king. And we're going to start the Calden dynasty of controlling Gothica, right? Good for him. Mr. Calden has obviously been working with the occulta for some time as he was able to procure this book, bring it to uh, Noctis. And this book uh, woke Noctis and was able to kill the... Uh, uh, the snake, possibly one of two snakes, as you guys have been me uh, mentioning, of the Rikers, and rip him from existence. So, there's a lot that's happening in the background, obviously, as you can see, uh, between not just, you know, the Rikers and Lord Noctis, but even the Coldens, even with Gothica in itself. So, there's another question that I don't think I've asked in a while. I want to see if you guys remember and have any thoughts about it. What was Gothica doing in the Cataclades? I honestly don't gesture. know. <laughs> I mean, Nathaniel Colden had a big part of it, right? Right. From what we've learned, he had a big part of the expeditions to the Cataclades. Right. Just as just as a recap, the Coldens themselves were very prime, prestigious courtiers of the Gothic and royal family at that time. Yeah. So I think Nathaniel Colden, um, I wouldn't say had a vision or or anything. I think he probably. It foresaw the the downfall of the Gothican Emperor, right? Okay. And once he finally, when he finally realized that things weren't gonna weren't gonna go in the way of Gothica, he probably met with with Noctis and Pelagius, and basically devoted his time. And they told him, "Look, we need this book. We need you to go get it. If you get it for us, you we will ensure you have what you want from Gothica." So that's what I think Gothica was doing there. That were necessarily Nathaniel Calden. Okay. What if he summoned Noctis? Because we still don't know Noctis's backstory, right? He's been that's around true. for a long time. Just yeah, just that that it is thought the cult has existed for a long time, and he's always been the he head of it. Okay, because I was thinking maybe recently he came to be and was summoned and. You know, like a deal you make with a devil, but he's not the devil. What's the name of the devil? No, Suzette, Joe, I usually like hearing your thoughts on it. I'm curious if you have anything on that as well. On what they were doing down there? Yes. I mean, Suzette doesn't really care. That's fair. It's it's more of like, if that's what their government decided to do, they should have been able to do it. And it's not really his question. It's not his place to question it. His place is to stab people. What about Joe, though? Uh, Joe has uh, slightly more interest, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, we'll either figure it out or we won't, but you know. Fair enough. Anything from you, Mr. Rudemeister? Um, Rudebega. Uh, either name I'll take. 
uh, what was it, vanilla liquid? Yes. Okay, I'll take that too. In terms of what they were doing, I have no idea. But here's a really uh, random ass thought. Uh, Nathaniel Calden's the secret son of Noctis who's going to usurp the throne whenever he gets the chance. Just deal with it. I don't know. That's what's going through my head right now. Zero out of ten. Is there, is there, is yeah. there any reason why you think that? Absolutely not. Okay. That just popped into my head and I'm going to stick with it. Fair it's enough. like a shower thought, but yes. worse. Well, it sounded like they were, Gothica was doing archaeological digs. At least that's from what I've been hearing the minimal talk of it. It seems like they were searching for something. Right. There was some, there was some sort of excavation going on in the cataclysm. Okay. So, yeah, they, they were... Oh, I know what they were doing. They were taking a bunch of rocks and moving them from one place to another. Oh, Stonehenge. Oh, no, that's just what an excavation. (laughs) I fucking hate you. (laughs) Did did you have any further on that, James? (laughs) Uh, No, maybe. You guys ever see that statue of Stonehenge that's made out of butter? I'm pretty sure I have. (laughs) So Uh, mad. (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, Uh, another question. Another answer. The book. What's the book? Ooh, a book. It's just got a lot of butts in it. Oh. And Noctis was like, yes. <laughs> it's probably like the Lament Configuration. Holy shit. The what? The, the Lament Configuration. Oh, the, the box that uh, Pinhead has. I'm pointing at a Pinhead figure and <laughs> as well as a special edition Hellraiser 1 and 2 set that is the Lament Configuration right now. Okay, for someone who doesn't know anything about Hellraiser. It's a portal to, like, hell and shit. You figure out the puzzle, and then it goes to hell, and you're like, oh, cool. And then they're like, you're one of us now. You, and then you say, uh-oh, and then they torture you for all of existence, unless you're Frank, and he's like, I'm crawling out of this freaking bed. And then it's like, Bruh. So is what the Lament configuration a serious answer? I mean, I, I think it's something like that, where it's a portal to another dimension. Okay. Like a porthole to it. I think it's more like a tether. A tether. Right. Like if Noctis is millennia old, right? And he's trying to cram that into a body, that's got to be difficult. So I assume the book acts as some kind of tether or something that holds his personality or part of his memories to kind of give him a kick in the ass to go. Because there is the... There is the sensation or the, the fact that when the book was open, when Calden opened the book great bright light came out and Calden seemed to lose himself. His yeah. eyes rolled back and he was seemed to be in great pain. Because if you're looking at the essence of something that old and I assume powerful, that's got to fuck with your mind. When he, Calden opens it again, but this time in front of Noctis, no light is emitted. Calden's still the one who opens it, yet there is a completely different outcome. But he placed it in front of Noctis first. He didn't open it and then put it there. He put it on the desk in front of Noctis's face and then opened it. It's like pointing a gun at yourself versus pointing a gun at someone else. So in a video game, right? Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. That still begs the question then. If the, the let's say the book's a tether, it, it holds, as you say, memories of some sort or some sort of knowledge that tethers Noctis back to this ground. Someone else opens it. They're flooded with something. We haven't really discovered or asked what and instead when they open it again nothing emits that time it's just something that just seems to awaken noctis so would there not be some sort of uh still adverse effect that would come out of that book for some reason no no no, because no. it's like um i don't know how to stress it's like so when the book opens it's looking for noctis's vessel right right so it's it's kind of putting out like a 
I don't know, how, oh, like a wee woo wee woo. You oh, know, no, yeah. This oh, is what I'm... it would be like. It would be you know those keys that are like magnetic, and you don't lock it. So if I were to go up to that door without that magnetic key, I pull on it. It would go wee wee wee. Uh oh, this is a bad person. But if someone who has that magnetic strip also goes up with me, we try and open that up. It just opens no alarm. Okay. Yeah. Except for in this case, the person who doesn't have the magnetic key wouldn't see anything past the door. Was the person who does would be able to see through it or see past it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There was a joke that I was not able to get in. <laughs> Go for uh, it. In last episode, joke where uh, I was going to try and like say, "Oh, Koisit, come with me," and then he was going to not be responsive, and then I'd have to like kind of shake him and be like, "Dude, you weren't supposed to look into the light," and he'd be like, "Oh, okay," because there have been times where I'm doing lighting and there's strobe lights and stuff, and Frank will stand up and go directly and stare into the strobe, so I have to push him out of the way. Stage lighting, Jesus, terrific. So yeah. it was going, it's going to be a a joke that only Nicole would understand. One last question for me, and then we'll get to fan questions. The Rikers, fuck them. One, we know that. They're Rikers of a completely different primordial than the one that they're trying to feed, right? Like, we've already gone over this last time as to why exactly they're trying to help Noctis. Now, it comes to light, obviously, yeah, help with quotations. It comes to light, obviously, that Fest was doing something that obviously was not appreciated by Noctis. As the moment that the book was placed in front of Noctis, Noctis awakes. He immediately murders a Riker of Fest. So, what was it? that was happening there not necessarily an answer but a result of everything that was just happening with noctis constantly having that blood evaporate from him being in a almost a comatose state to his immediate awakening and immediate murder of the riker fest what exactly what was the riker fest or the rikers doing I, I think it's what it looks like right like they were trying to siphon off whatever abilities or power he has to either make themselves or their god more powerful. Isn't it the consensus that the Rikers are selfish for their own desires? I believe so. I believe people are selfish for their own desires, and I don't think Rikers are above that. Whoa. Come on, man. Now, with that being said, why would a Riker of Fest help a Riker of Jurachnus, then? Aren't they related? They are not. I thought they were twins. No. The... God, I thought you told me Jurachmus and Fest were twins. Jurachmus and Fest, I have a lot of correlation to each other, but they are not actually related. Ah, okay. I'm starting to think, in the light of finding out what Jurachmus is, that Fest might have been deceived, the Riker of Fest. It might not have even been an at, like the Riker of Fest. Because why was Fest, when this is, Corey, please leave, uh, you can close your ears. Why was Fest so quick even on my really shit rolls to uh, give me Rikerhood, however you want to pronounce it. This is like a serious question, and it's been... Well, it's not uncommon for gods historically to dislike a champion or stop liking a champion, right? And uh, Yeah. Uh, Riker is just a glorified champion. Yeah, so then we know something was going wrong. Right, but he also, like, I don't think the switchover was official official until the other one was killed. Uh, oh no! But I'm still saying like it's troubling. I mean, I I agree with Joe. I I just think that the the Riker of Fest wasn't doing what he was supposed to. Right. So I think it's like Fest gave this Riker some kind of kernel of ability, right, of power, and instead of doing what Fest wanted, he was doing his own thing. And so now Fest has to seek out 
because gods and, and primordials can't they don't mess around a lot with the mortal plane they have to work they generally work through other people paladins clerics warlocks that kind of stuff so in order to get rid of the other one he had to go to someone else which in this case would be or yeah. us so uh, yeah i i think both are i don't know what they're doing i don't know what they were doing but it's bad, and I I think we should eliminate the Riker of Jarakmus as soon as we po- like as soon as we get the okay from Noctis. Yeah, I mean Giram's down with killing the the Riker of Jarakmus. So if you present that to him and you want to help him, he'll do it. Yeah, guys. Hopefully, Lust is okay with becoming a Riker of the Void Star. Riker of the Void Star. Yeah, is that that's that's the. Th- where we're going the void the void yeah okay right yes. okay yes. there was there's been so much debate it's because we, we we kept saying the abyss yeah and no, it's not the abyss is just a place not a not a th- not an entity yeah joe you're a place <clears throat> sorry about that well did rudy have any thoughts on this well I, i'm a little curious now could it be possible that could there possibly ever be a riker of noctis all right well if noctis was to become a primordial then, yes, mo- because most Rikers are blood priests that have to use that power of life as a sort of spear to penetrate through into that primordial plane so, to make contact with that being. So what I'm thinking is that the blood, if it was being drained from Noctis, what if it was being put as, like put to the side so when he does eventually become a primordial, somebody could become a Riker of Noctis? That'd be beneficial for Noctis, correct? Would it? Well, usually, yes, because if, if the primordial has a more stable place on that plane, on that material plane, they can have interactions with that plane without altering the natural reality of it. Okay. Maybe so, it was supposed to be beneficial for us as a group after all, but maybe it was just done in a very sly, shifty way. I see. So you think the Rikers may have actually have been helping? Possibly. Can't really say. Okay. Yeah, because he... Well, no, this all started when... Noctis went bad. Uh, like he he fought that angel and then he was on bed rest practically, right? It's not like we ever heard him say, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be getting blood drained out of me. All we knew is like a few weeks later, he's getting blood drained out of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think this was ever his plan. I don't know. All right, it, it, it's, it's a great I don't, I'm just throwing theory, shit. Though. I'm just throwing spitballs at the wall right now. So. It's a good insight, though. Um, I think we should move on. Yeah, questions. So uh, our friend Courtney has uh, posted some, asked me some. So she, the first one, uh, what is everyone's favorite class to be in a campaign and why? So let's start with probably the person that has the least experience here, James. Hey, guys, I probably would like fighters more as just, hey, I'm playing this, but... I'm liking wizards as of as of lately, especially finding. I really want to do this false life because I can get a lot of hit points using that. Curry. Uh, so for RP senses, I really enjoy warlocks and bards. One, warlocks have a lot of unique perspectives when it comes to divine interaction and patron interaction. And there's a lot that can stem from that when it comes into bringing that into your adventure into your gameplay world bards are just really fun to be at least the ones that i like to play i like to do the stereotypical you know kind of snarky light of the situation kind of bards i would say a lot of this stemmed from the moment where i think one of my first times playing as a 
bard. Of course, I do as they do, as they're stereotypically uh, stereotypically known to do. And I was trying to seduce a character to try to get a little bit more out of a reward than possible. It turns out that that character was also supposed to give me a very dangerous and important quest afterwards. But since I had done so well on the reasoning, the seduction, and everything that came from it, that person never gave me that quest. And so I never returned back to that adventure because there was nowhere to go after that because they didn't want my character to get hurt. (laughs) So I ended a campaign by seducing someone a little too well. (laughs) And I love that. And I will forever hold that bard near to my heart. And then finally, paladins are also really cool just because they're overpowered. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) also swing back and say paladin. Yeah, paladins are fun, overpowered. Uh, That's why I think I kind of understood the past editions having kind of like a restriction on paladins having to fall under a lawful alignment just to make it a little bit harder to at least have role play situations with the paladin and attempt a kind of like a roundabout way of nerfing them. But now that they don't necessarily have now to they have can that, be evil. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, those are my favorites. Rudy. <clears throat> I don't know. Fighter's always fun to go for. It's a little simple. You just smash and hit things sometimes. Sorcerer was also really fun for the long for a long while that we did that campaign. But I would really like to go back to being a rogue at some point. It was the first ever class I ever tried out, and it was just super fun, super stupid, just stealing stuff for no good reason. I don't know. It's a good time. I've heard a lot of people had fun with rogues, too. That's Shane's favorite, I think. Is yeah. it? Yeah. It's rogues. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't really have a favorite yet. Um, I've only ever played as a ranger druid and a cleric. Like, extensively. I mean, I've tried Warlock a little bit, but right now I'm playing a Warlock in one of Joe's campaigns. So, I mean... My only campaign. Yeah, so I'm going to see how that works out. I mean, I loved playing my first character just because he was my first character, and I did a lot. The one thing I will say about clerics that I don't like, I mean, they do a lot of damage in terms of uh, magic. Uh, I just don't like that they don't get a second attack, but I understand why. Um, but I, I mean, that's a hard question for me because I, I just don't have a favorite yet. Let me tell you, I'm so fine with clerics not getting a second attack because they're fucking I just, ridiculous. I just ended a campaign recently that had a high level cleric in it, and I they nearly one shot one of my bosses simply because the boss was of like a necrotic alignment, and they had an attack that they rolled high damage on, and since it was a necrotic enemy they did additional damage and almost one shot this huge boss that i had to eventually give plot armor to because of that cleric wow <laughs> so i'm so fine that they don't have a second melee yeah. attack no like and that's why i said like i get it like it's totally fine it's just it you go from playing a character that has an extra attack to playing a character that doesn't and you're kind of like um, I guess my turn's over. You should you should play a full level fighter because you get like four. Oh yeah, four or five extra attacks. You get like five attacks altogether, and then go go to cleric and be like, "Here's my one attack." Redonkulous. <laughs> uh, speaking on like one one hit killing people, I've been googling ways to turn people into plants or like plant monsters so I can just blight them and then just try and murder them as quickly as possible. I've come up with a couple ways. 
I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. I feel like in the near future, this campaign is going to give me a significant amount of stress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because it hasn't already? Oh, Uh, no. I I knew my downfall was nigh when my favorite labyrinth monster got pushed into a portal. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) Speaking on that, I'm surprised fans of the show haven't called me out on this. I have only been rolling... Plus sevens when hitting, but I haven't been adding my proficiency. It should be plus tens. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, people are going to get cinder daggered left and right now. I'm no longer a mage. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, I really, really like the warlock. Uh, same with what Corey said. There's a lot you can do RP wise. There's just a lot you can do mechanic wise. Getting spells back on a short rest is fucking ridiculous um the other thing i really like uh, is that it it pairs well as a multi-class especially the hexblade warlock it was just like here's op and you just sprinkle that op on other classes and it's like sweet yeah fell the tower is a hexblade warlock yeah but my full hexblade warlock kind of outdid him didn't it not at all actually Uh, the amount of kills do uh, you mean the amount of kills where you did the fi- fucking minimal damage after uh, I did all not. of the damage? No, you would hit one person. I'd a- I would AOE the shit Hold out on. of him. Let's, make- let's, let's stop. Let's okay. not get into curse Because we, know, we all know Eris was the best. He's okay. Uh, <laughs> and mad. then I, I, do, I didn't think I would enjoy playing a paladin. I, I did it. Uh, I think I've said this. My sister bought me a set of cards that had the spells on them. So I was like, fuck it, paladin. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun, like a high armor class, self-healing, smites, tanky health. Like it's the best of all the worlds. I would like to say the Coliseum of Cadbury eggs is coming and <laughs> attacking it will be non-existent. It's, right. Ooh, it will be awesome. puzzled base. Fell is you can punch something. a puzzle. That's going to be our, uh, our Easter special. Uh, maybe. I don't believe in Easter. It's going to be a lot of checks and saves in order to solve the puzzles. And then if you guys ever do have to fight, it's just going to be some dumb like, hey, it's I don't want to give anything away, but it's just going to be bonkers. Mandatory. It's a cobalt. (laughs) All right. Uh, Is there another question? There's a few more. Um, Let's try and plow through these last two. Uh, well, there, there's, yeah. All right. So one of them is, uh, if your character could in this campaign could have a familiar, so James, you already have one, but what form would you want it to take? Uh, I would want, um, a blink dog. I think that's what it's called. A blink dog. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a dog that blinks? No, it's like a necrotic. <laughs> it's like teleports. a devil yeah. dog, basically. Oh, I think they do have the ability to blink, though, right? Yeah, not they do. not with your eyes. Anyone who's getting snarky <laughs> immediately in the comments, but like teleport. Yeah, yeah, blink is like. A but yeah, That's it's like cool. a necrotic dog, and they're pretty cool. I mean, if like because we we dealt with one in like our previous campaign when I first ever met Orcus, you know, just the idea of having a blink dog as like my necrotic familiar, they'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What about uh, Mister Vanilla Liquid? Uh, if capable, a flaming warhorse. A flaming warhorse? Yes. Like a nightmare or just a flaming warhorse? Uh, either or. A, a nightmare is just a like a, a horse that's kind of evil and on fire. Perfect. I'll take that. No, he just wants a Tauros. No, mm. I do not want a Tauros. You mean that thing that they make Pokemon steak out of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me some Tauros, sweet. Uh, I think Suzette likes his uh, like the fact that he can call a, a steed basically out of nothing. So for him, he's got one already. 
Like he's got whatever he wants. What would your ideal one be? Um, I was thinking the next time he'd call one, it'd make it like a stag, uh-huh. but like an angry looking one. Uh, like, that's kind of cool. You look at it and be like, oh, don't want to fuck with that guy. Or, uh, and this would never happen because they're way too high powered, but a Puritan. Mm. <laughs> Puritans hold a very special place in my heart. Fuck those Puritans. <laughs> uh, Not just for you guys, but Puritans have always been a problem in my adventures. Um, there was one time where uh, I had a group of adventurers walking along an air bridge, and then a swarm of Puritans came. You're the it worst. It was so easy for them to get knocked off the bridge. So you, I'm guessing yours would be a Puritan then. I would love to have a Puritan familiar <laughs> just to just for the sheer assholery that comes from them. Can I speak on this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know Jack Jack in The Incredibles? <laughs> when he kind of like goes into a rage and he like gets bigger and he's like, huh, huh. You want something like that? Yes, I want something like that for Q. Is there any special, is there any spell (laughs) I can do to like make him just like kind of like a muscular little devil going like, probably polymorph. uh, Yeah, well, I know I, but I want him to still, uh, I want him to like go into a rage, but like get big Mm. and uh, pretty much be the size of a baby panda. Wait until you find out that imps are just like better versions of quasets. Just uh, just have him take a few levels in Barbarian and have him rage. Okay, that's what's going to happen, guys. But <laughs> also, I would like to say imps may be better than Koisets, but imps aren't better than Q. Aww. <laughs> now I feel bad. I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> And last and final question, I'm guessing. So there's, there's two. W- one is, what's your character's favorite food? Oh. I actually want to know the answer to that. Go ahead. Uh, What's your character's favorite food? Let's start with Victor. Oh, wait. Is it gold? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, I guess it would be a fried tofu with edible gold leaf. Uh, (laughs) Because I don't know if it's been told on air. Oh, yeah, it has. The Knights of Osseus are vegetarian. We are straight edge. Uh, Yeah. Nerds. So, yeah, it would be fried tofu with gold leaf. Great. Suzette. He's a fan of, like, stews. And like like soup like chowder, which is totally I in real life I hate soup so much, but yeah for him it's like comfort food. Comfort food, uh, any specific taste reason why, or is it just it's just something that hits the right spot? It's yeah, it's like stuff that his wife used to make. Oh, she's dead sad. now. She is dead now. No, no more stews. I'll find you a nice Knights of Osseus wife. We'll, we'll, I'll hook you up. She'll we'll hit do, you we'll up double with that date. veggie broth, dude. Get him a stew, girl. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst. What about you, Mr. Rio Brando? Uh, Giram doesn't have a favorite food be- just because the cult of Orcus doesn't know how to cook and it's just purely eating to survive. So when just for eats a lot of purposes. When he tries new food in different towns, he's going to be like, oh, this is amazing. This is going to be my favorite one. And then he tries a new one. He's like, this is great, too. But he's he's ready to explore the world before it all goes to shit. It's like when a teenager finally grows up from ordering only chicken fingers wherever she goes. Is that you? No, I'm not a she. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know someone exactly like that, which is why I say she specifically to call her out. Is it Jay? Who only order chicken Jay. fingers? Is it, Jay is, is a it sous Courtney? chef. Is it Courtney? 
No. Stop trying. To, I don't think you know them. Stop trying to guess. <laughs> Is it your mom? You know four ladies. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Is it Monse? It's Monse, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to say just to end this line of questioning, it's Monse. <laughs> Moving on, Mr. Vanilla Liquid. Um, I'd say before getting Uchi, it probably would have been chicken salad and water. Uh, however, after getting Uchi, probably raw steak and water. Raw steak. Why yeah. not a raw steak salad? No. Oh. So not not rare steak, raw steak. Yes. A little uh, bloody. Oof. I'm just picturing the E. coli, and it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> not even that. What is it called? What, what What's that one steak called where you just essentially char the skin but leave the inside raw? What's that called? Sashimi? Rare. No. It's not rare. Medium I, rare? I know, fuck it. I'll, come, I'll, I'll think of it. I is forgot. it like pan seared or something? If anyone oh. knows what it is, let, no, because pan searing is something you is do before tartare? you cook it like another way. You like pan sear it, it and then you put it in the oven. Well, steak tartare is just completely raw. Oh, okay. So Neil likes steak Weird. tartare. Oh, uh, no. Uh, raw me- Sashimi is raw meat, but it's... Was what? it fish? It, yeah. It's fish and or meat sliced into thin pieces and often oh. eaten with soy sauce. So sashimi just refers to the cut. Then. Yeah, but it I is think, it's still raw. Right. First to the preparation. Like it is raw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and what was the final one? Our last question. If you had a chance to meet and ask your God any question, what would it be? Chance to meet well, some of us have met our gods. Yeah, I can't answer <laughs> yeah, this one. But if no no, because you still what would you want to ask them? Let, let's say you you're not your God just isn't projecting itself to you. Let's say you walk into the same room with your God. He's just chilling. You just chill it's on like there. The, at the end of the second Matrix movie. You pulled a number. It's your turn to ask him anything at all, and he has to answer truthfully. I can't ask. I can't answer that question because it's it's uh, spoilers. Okay, then make a joke one. Like okay. you blow Dro, dude. What's the second one? The you second would one would be like. So are we killing Ophio? Are we killing Ophio? And that ties into Orcus because he originally was at war with Ophio for the longest time and then he joined the Infernal Lairs and so now they just have this weird hate boner for each other. So if given the chance, are we going to kill Ophio is your question. Yeah. Should I answer these questions for them? No. That's up to you, honestly. What do you think he would respond with? I had two no's and a yes, so I have to decide with the majority. You want to. You know you There's four of us. Also, you have an, an opinion and you're the DM. Would we kill Ophio? Yes, absolutely. Yes, We're, Orcus is always pining to kill Ophio, and if he kills Ophio, that may, makes him the second primeval, which means even better. So yes, absolutely. He would start another war with Ophio. Vanilla Ice. Uh, I changed it from Liquid, you see. Thank you. I think that's copyright. Oh. oh, you can't be Vanilla Ice or Liquid now? Can vanilla- I be Vanilla Swirl? No. Shit. You are now Caramel Froth. Fuck, I want I'll Car- take it. I want Culver's now. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'd, if I really did have to just pick a number and then go into the same room as Uchi, I'd probably be all like, hey, hip hop, stepping in. Who's on the hit list? And and just be like, who we who we after today? Who are we after today? That's everyone. <laughs> yeah, but like, who's the, the first priority on that list? Priority number one, who would Uchi kill? Kane. No, actually. Chicken Pr- Kane is number two. It's the the Empress of Orlais, isn't it? It is not her either. She's number three? She's number three. Priority number one, if Uchi did not have to lie, who would he kill? He would likely kill a different enchanted weapon named Bane, which is also a sentient talking blade. Hey. Fuck that guy. (laughs) 
I am burn. <laughs> I dumped out a mug of pencils for just, the joke. Just for that. Victor? I think I, like jokes aside, joke answer is this blood stuff. Why is it so goopy? Uh, <laughs> real answer, I think I would just sit with him. You, you would have no uh, inquiry into fest? No, I would just want to kind of soak it in, just have a relaxing sit with him. I'm going to bug you one more time on this, and if it's still the same answer, that's fine. Primordial being fest, all knowledge of unmaking, unbirth, un, uh, of blood, everything... In the past has ever had to do with him, he has knowledge on it, and he has to answer one of your questions truthfully. Still still just chill out with him? You wouldn't have a question with him? Why'd you uh, kill the dinosaurs? No, I guess... I guess all right, you, you want to know what he has? No, this is what I would do. I would ask, because it, it would be the easiest way. The Knights of Osseus were brought underground by royals around the world, but mainly in Orle. I would just ask for... Any royal and their bloodline, so then we can create a hit list. I would want to know all the living relatives of the royals who forced us underground. So his answer for that would be the entirety of the current and standing imperial royal family. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's literally all of Orlay. <laughs> no. I'd be like, all right, guys. Yeah, that, that would be his answer, I would say, without giving further answers from that. Current uh, royal family that's in power right now, linked to it. Okay, and then answer to the joke one? Even he cannot describe why, in fact, it's so goopy. Okay. I really wish his answer would just be like, I don't know, man. I just, that's what I made it. So when you got cut, it just doesn't all pour out at once. He tried to make it sp <laughs> spaghetti sauce, but it didn't really work out. And so now he's still trying to wrap his head around why it didn't exactly work out. <laughs> I've done all the calculations. Answers that. That is a really hard question. When and I've actually had a lot of time to think about it because I got this question earlier today. And it's funny because like all of ours are like murder related. <laughs> um, I think that would either ask... To either see or know exactly what happened to his family because he got there well after the fact. Yeah, I think that might be it. To see or know what happened to Suzette's family. I will not be answering that one. I figured, yeah, that's a... It's too meta, can't do it. <laughs> it turns out that they're still alive, but they're prisoners of Orlais. They are all Cedric. Each and every one of them. <laughs> it's Cedric's all the way is down. That, is, that's why people say they don't really know what he looked like. <sighs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> That'd be a plot twist, guys. You know, or the other thing, I think... Cedric is Suzette's wife. Suzette would ask that so that he would could know what happened and kind of like in some way be at peace with it, which sounds weird, but it is, it's kind of his thought process. The other thing is he doesn't... This is sounds weird but like after going through the labyrinth and some of the other traumas that he's gone through he doesn't really remember what they look like so for him it would also be a chance to see them again okay fair enough i think that's all we got then right no uh, other questions then huh i got one would you rather want your wife or your daughter back Fuck you, don't ask me that question. Well, wow. because I was just going to say, like, v once Victor learns wish, he'll wish for the first one you want. I, oh, you want to know what? We'll, we'll flip a coin. You know what? <laughs> uh, Suzette actually wouldn't want either of them to come back. 
Oh, dang. And here's why. A, they died, so they have to live with that experience. B, he has now given himself to being a being of vengeance, of of anger and fire and, and destruction. And to get the things that put him on that path back would cause him to falter. Okay. And he is too far down. Like, he is so far down that road that he can't let go of that. Terrific. Then, uh, with that being said, I think that concludes another session of the roundtable. When we come back, we are going to jump into the aftermath of what just happened uh, with Noctis's return, the murder of the Rikera Fest, and possibly be heading over to Gothica to retake the land. Yeah, baby! Heck yeah. Um, but when that happens, uh, we'll be sure to, uh, we would really like you to tune into it. We're going to roll in to our usual thing. Uh, Jose, where can they find us? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. That's hit it underscore and underscore credit. And then follow us on Twitter. That's at uh, hit it and credit. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's uh, hit it, hit it, ampersand credit. Hit it, ampersand credit. Mr. McGee. Hey guys, go to MLMPod.com to find out more information about my other podcasts, such as Mostly Speaking Sentai, This Movie's Gay, and What the Hell Mouth is Back, we're bi-weekly. Also, we are trying to get a new computer to be able to do better videos, and just uh, so editing won't take a long time. Go to MLMPod.com forward slash donate, and be like some of our wonderful fans, such as... Shane! And... Courtney! Well, I do a big thing, such as Courtney. Woo! You want to know? You want to know? With a three, two, one, we'll all say thank you, Courtney. Three, two, one, thank Thank you, Courtney. Courtney, truly, you're the greatest. You donated what I feel is a lot of money, but what those fat cats at the bigger podcasting networks would say, spit but you want to know what we say uh swallow i don't know uh uh, guys swallow your spit don't put it on other people unless they ask for it unless they want it also check out marshland monster that's my rap music and mostly playing playstation on youtube that's under the mostly speaking sentai youtube channel i'm playing video games Corey and rudy were on an episode of wheel of fortune now we're doing duke nukem forever bitches Vegas. Or maybe by the time this comes out, it might be Monster Rancher Hopabout. Ooh. I would love to do Monster Rancher Hopabout. Let me know when that's happening Can because we? I want that. Anyways, uh, see I things. have a very serious question. Unless you have, we have more? Uh, yeah, thank you again, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very serious question. Uh, I'm all going to need you to like the status when it drops, too. Um, would you support our poops if it meant you had to scoops? And... Uh, uh, you know, I'm you wanted qualified. to cuddle this season. Now you don't have a boo. Just hit me up. Hey, <laughs> with that being said, we love you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Someone spit in my mouth. <laughs>